Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and awarded influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age and, of course, all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark and I'm the head of marketing at Cure Media. And in this week's episode, we will deep dive into a topic that is probably on everybody's mind right now. Marketing in times of crisis. The marketing budget is often one of the first to be cut when an economic downturn hits. But time and time again, history has proven that the companies that invest in marketing during challenging times are the ones that come out as winners. But what type of marketing activities will make you hit the marks and make sure you get out as a winner? Is there a golden way to recession-proof your marketing strategy? In this week's episode, we invited Erik Modig, who works as Professor of Economics at the Center for Consumer Marketing at Stockholm School of Economics, to talk about what brands need to know. Hi, Erik, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's the second time around that we have you in the studio, which is so fun. Yeah, you you know what you used to say. One time is, is zero, two times it's a habit. So so now I'm <laughs> going to plan this every every six months or so. That's awesome. Since the world is changing so fast right now, that's um, yeah, that makes sense. Last time we met, we were in the middle of the pandemic and... Um, in the episode, we talked a bit about how to stand out in tough economic times. But uh, this time, as we record this, we are in the middle of October and the topic is more relevant than ever. And we will dig a 
bit deeper into the subjects. So for starters, how would you say that purchase motivators change during challenging economic times? Well, first of all, people uh, evaluate to a higher extent. You know, like pe- people go into an uh, sort of uncertainty mode, meaning that we don't know exactly uh, how our economic situation will look or, or our work situation, our private situation. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. So we tend to start to evaluate to a much higher extent than if we were like in, in good times. In good times, we we're just like living life, spending what we used to spend and and no worries. But when we come to a challenging time, we start to evaluate. So that's the biggest thing. Uh, we have customers that are now evaluating to a much higher extent. Right. And despite these increasing inflation rates that we see in the world, what drives us to still spend money? Actually, it's the same drivers to a high extent. It's just that some things we will choose not to purchase. So it's not true that we will like, okay, nobody will spend anything on luxury. Nobody will spend anything to 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 really sort of make them indulge in something. Yeah, they will still do that, but just to a lower extent. They will probably choose one thing instead of five things. So for example, what we can see is that, well, luxury grocery sometimes go up during a pandemic or also during a recession because you don't go out on a restaurant. During a pandemic, we didn't do it because we couldn't. Now it's more like, okay, well, let's not go on this trip, go to a hotel, go to a restaurant, let's stay home, but we still want to have some sort of luxury there. So it's not changing, it's just going to become more focused on certain things. So that's one thing, uh, understanding what will people Uh, choose not to continue it. And then to the other extent, people will become a little bit more aware of uh, does this this, is this a good deal? So usually people will be more a little bit more price sensitive, uh, especially they want to appreciate, okay, is this actually the best offer? Do I need three subscriptions or is it enough with one? And then of course, the question is, uh, which would be the one? So, So first of all, it's still the same drivers. They will just choose the the best option to a higher extent. Yeah, which of course puts even higher demands on brands and marketers to to win this war since we are much more selective. Definitely. And and this is the times where marketers can make a difference. Usually you say like any any marketers can succeed during uh, good times. Because like it's it's not that hard. Customers are keep buying, etc. But during hard times you can actually win to a higher extent. So what we are doing now uh, matters the most. Right. And that takes us to the next question, because besides your research at Stockholm School of Economics, you also teach courses on things like growth marketing. And I saw the other day that you talked about recession-proofing your strategies in terms of yeah, marketing communication. And I think this is a really interesting concept. What do you mean by recession-proofing a marketing strategy? What can brands do? Well, yeah. So so first of all, it, it needs to focus on profitability. So we do a lot of different concepts, projects, um, campaigns, etc. Uh, some of them have a direct impact on profitability, meaning that it's our most profitable customers, our most profitable products, uh, our most profitable business areas, etc. Focus on them. So profitability is key, 
uh, during recessions. So focus on profitability. And of course, one would say, well, let's cut some costs. Then we increase profitability because we cut some costs. Well, the problem with marketing spending is that research quite have quite clear shows that you do not earn that much by cutting marketing spending uh, or marketing investments because then the, the direct sales actually lowers quite directly. So, so you usually brands that decrease their marketing spending is not actually better off during the crisis. So, but you need to focus on the right things. And again, focus on the more most profitable areas. And if you have like, well, we're going to start up this new business area. It's not going to be profitable right now. Well, let's wait on that one and focus on the more profitable customers and also focus on existing customers uh, and make sure that the competitors cannot steal them away from you. So there are some really fundamental things. First of all, do not cut uh, the marketing budget. Of course, we, we need to be humble because some brands have to. Uh, so, but you have to still talk to your customers or you open up an opportunity for your competitors to take them away from you. Secondly, focus on, on profitability. Have that like, okay, now it's profitability that would be in focus because if we can keep profitability, we earn money and that we can reinvest. And as I said in the first, as an answer in the first question, money now has a much, much higher impact than money in, in good times. So if we can earn much more money, right, focus on that, and then we can reinvest it. And hopefully we can then build a great platform, uh, meet new co- meet new customers, and then we can be much better off after this uh, crisis. Right. And very interesting what you say about customer retention, because I think that's really one of the keys when we're talking about this topic. And it's easy to just look into the new customer base and you want to grow, but instead focus on building loyalty and strengthen the relationships that you already have in place. That's that's uh, much more low-hanging fruit in terms of... Yeah, t- we have this classic rule, the 80-20 rule, like 80% of your profit comes from 20% of your customers. So make yeah. sure to find those 20% and make sure that they don't leave you. And then if you have secured 80% of your profitability, then focus, okay, do we have another customers that can add to profitability? Um, but, you, but you have to have this discussion uh, and you have to have this discussion internally uh, so that we get away from this sort of, no, I want to keep my budget. No, I want to keep my 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 my, my campaign budget, my investments, uh, all the activities regarding my business area. You have to take the discussion on like a higher level saying like, well, you know that you are actually responsible for not the most profitable customers or not the most important profitable channel. Maybe you won't get any budget. That doesn't mean that we're going to fire you, but just so you know, this is a strategic decision. So it will also be like people management internally. Uh, So getting away from the fights that everybody wants to maximize their budget is more like, no, now I have to play this much, much, much smarter than we usually do during good times. Yeah, it's important to have that holistic view, which which is quite easy to forget about. Like one have one's performance budget and one branding budget, but in the end, everyone has the same business goal, or at least they should have. So, yeah. It will be like killing your darlings. Like, for example, well, we are focusing on this campaign, or for example, we have a pod since we do have a pod, and say like, okay, yeah. is the pod really important? Well, we've planned for the second season. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually not that important, so let's kill it. 
right now or pause it. Sometimes we need to kill your darlings in in tough times, and then everybody has has to expect uh, um, accept that. For sure. So traditionally, when there is a downturn, as you say, many brands tend to cut the marketing spend or decrease the marketing spend. And another common thing is that marketers tend to focus on the channels that can be easily measured performance-wise. So how would you say that brands should balance the more long-term branding activities that don't show today with the short-term sales activations during these times? We always need to accept a, a little bit stronger focus on, on short-term uh, if it's profitable customers. However, I think it's important to have a, a longer horizon when we talk about marketing, when we come into a recession, like talking about, okay, where do we want to be in three years time or in five years time? Because what we're investing now will not get back to us right now. Uh, we will get that in three years time or in five year times. And research show uh, several studies that if you invest during recessions, you will get that money back when it turns. So afterwards, so saying like, okay, what we're doing now might not actually give us a, a head compared to competitor right now, uh, but but we will come come ahead of, of our competitors in the future. Uh, so first of all, a longer time horizons when we are facing bad times. Um, I think that's really important. And also, as you said, like focusing on measurability, I think it's important that when it comes to channel strategy, that we need to have at least one big channels that we focus on, like having one uh, one channels that we do not cut. If, if we're going to cut, do not cut across the board, like cut 20, 30, 40% of each channel, then it's better to take away a channel and stay in one or two and three so that we stay in some good channels and we do it really, really well in those channels instead of, of cutting a little bit everywhere. Uh, and that's, again, a tough decision to do, but but that's the best choice. That's a good point. And seeing where your target audience spends most time, making sure that you are talking to them there instead of, as you say, a little bit everywhere. And it just gets lost in the noise from everyone else. Exactly. And I think it's a risk if you don't do this, is that top management will say, well, we cut it completely because Right. It seems like marketing, you're not cost aware. So it's if you're a marketer, do this before you're going to have this meeting and, and actually be cost aware and have a plan. Say like, yeah, well, on a five-year plan, this is how we're going to focus on profitability and success. Instead of saying, we're not going to cut. We're not going to cut. We're not going to cut. And say like, research show, I'm not going to cut. Well, then the risk is that they actually are going to cut you. It's much better to go in and say like, well, now we have to be cost uh, uh, focused uh, in one way, but also profitability focused. And, and we have now made a plan to focus on profitability and how we can make a biggest impact uh, with this budget. And I think then the likelihood that uh, sort of it will cut you uh, will, will decrease to a high extent. So, so show awareness of the situation. I agree. That's a great advice. And speaking about these uh, internal discussions and the buy-in that you need to get as a marketer. So since we know that brand building activities are key during these times, what can you say to the board internally to uh, to get the buy-in to focus on the brand building since these things may not show results here and now, maybe in one or two or three years time? 
What's the best arguments? Branding during bad times is to get as a lot of customers into your into your systems. Not 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 maybe selling to them or or maybe not seeing that we're going to earn much money, but we can reach more customers because there are more customers thinking, evaluating. So we say, like, okay, if we can increase the customer base, still focus on the most profitable ones. That's that like key. That's priority one. Focus on the twenty percent that keeps the priority that has the highest profitability. Number two is okay. Now we can reach a lot of customers that were not willing to listen to us before. How can we actually get those to start to listen to us and start to interact with us so we can reach a lot more customers? And then we're going to make a profitable deal with them after the recession. So say that brand building right now is to reach more customers that were not willing to listen to us before. And then we're going to make money from those after the recession. And and that will help us in the long term. So usually you say, what is a classic saying like, don't waste a good crisis. And for marketing, that's that's really true. It's about understanding that now we have the possibility to start a discussion with our competitors. And, and that's what branding is all about. Now we have the opportunity to start those discussions. What would those discussions be about? And then we're going to sell to them after the recession. That's smart. Super easy. <laughs> Everyone should do it. So would you say, if we look at the traditional customer journey funnel, like awareness, consideration, decision, would you say that brands should shift money or shift budgets and focus more on the consideration stage at this point and in these times? Yes. Uh, first of all, on your existing customers, go there and think, okay, what are they evaluating right now? So you don't want to sit in a situation where all your existing customers start evaluating and you're quiet. So first of all, go and ask your existing customer. So how do you feel? Uh, what are you thinking about? Is there anything we can do? Start doing that. Then, of course, see, okay, is there any competitor that is not doing this? Then maybe we can go out and say, like, yeah, we are also thinking about this. Are you also, like, talking to them, uh, uh, reaching them uh, with with specific um, uh, interesting questions, etc.? And then try to get them to, like, sign up. Don't have to sell because you will probably not have the, the – it will not be that profitable to sell to other companies or other customers that are – also in a recession. So if you if you put a lot of sales effort to all of these new customers, uh, it will not be that profitable because they have not that much budget right now. But get contact with them. So go out and, and create fantastic content and then sign up to get more information. And then don't spend too much money on, 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 on reaching out to them again, but get them into your systems. And then you can start to sell a lot towards them in one or two or three years, etc., depending a little bit on how long the recession will be and also, again, how good you are at keeping profitability, um, etc. Right. Growing your community is key. I agree. Finally, the billion-dollar question, which uh, I know you think is super easy to answer. <laughs> Do you have a best and the worst case example when it comes to what brands have done good or bad during a recession? Uh, I was actually in, in the south of France, and met a business leader. He was uh, uh, he was appointed entrepreneur of the year in France, and he was sixty six, I think, or something. And I just love that, like the entrepreneur of the year. And I, I had him at a, at a dinner at a conference, and I asked, so, so, so we're going into recession. And he was like, Yeah, I've been waiting on this for ten years. I've been saving up two hundred million to 
to beat my competitors when they are the, the weakest because we are have a really sound, profitable business. So in good times, I take 10% away. In all the good times, I take 10% and I build this sort of war budget. And now I know that soon they are really going to have it tough. And then I'm going to invest my war budget. I'm going to purchase their business, their offices, their stores, uh, buy the traffic, etc. And we're going to grow a lot. And I'm going to lose money now, but I'm going to earn a lot when good times comes afterwards. I think that was such a good, good strategy. And he said like, yeah, while I'm still entrepreneur of the year, that's because I've been doing this for 40 years. And it's like, you grow customer base during bad times, you transform them to profitable customers in good times. And then you say goodbye to the ones that are not profitable. And you do that over and over again. And he had like 20% growth uh, year to year for like 40, 40 years. But he said like, well, during bad times, you will lose money. But if you invest during bad times, you will win more in good times. So I think that was was really good. And I have worked with another company and they just said, we're going to cut all our budget. And I say, yeah, that's the best decision you can do for your competitor. Because <laughs> now you have 500,000 customers that are evaluating a product and listening and you're not there for them, but their competitor might be. And right. I think that's the, the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I agree. And that summarizes really well the discussion today, I think. So make sure you don't snooze during the bad times as a brand, as a marketer, invest for the long term. And and the, the, the word that you want in all your presentations all the time is profitability, profitability, profitability. Because if, you, if, if, if marketers do not talk about profitability, you will be out, you will be cut. So, but it's profitability, not on channels, on customers and segments and products and business areas. So, so focus on profitability on the business side, not on the channel side. Thank you so much, Eric. It was a pleasure to have you in the podcast for the second time. Thank you so much for, for having me. And if you want to hear more from Eric, you can go visit his website, erikmodig.com, or follow him or connect on LinkedIn for his updates on everything marketing and economics. And this was all for today. But as always, the content doesn't end here. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influence marketing, make sure you follow us across our social platforms, which you'll find at Cure Media.